0: You're listening to The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. In every episode, we will discuss the topics and trends, the issues and ideas, the challenges and opportunities facing senior business leaders today. This series is one more way we want to engage with our network of industry executives. Thanks for joining us. Hello again, everyone. You're joining us for another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast Series. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm Head of Content and Research. Uh, My guest today is Deshawn Jordan of Applied Materials. Uh, We're going to be having a conversation about some of the uh, industry challenges that biopharmaceutical manufacturing executives are facing. Deshawn, thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me, Jeff. If there's a a top-of-mind issue that you're hearing a lot right now, what, what is sort of front and center in your mind when we talk
1: about the challenges the industry is facing? Well, um, and one of the things is the manufra- the development and manufacturing of advanced therapies. Um, that is something that I'm hearing quite a bit. So, you know, cell and gene, the demand on cell and gene, uh, development and manufacturing, and you know, what, bringing real time analytics um, to that to that area is one of the biggest things that we're seeing. And being able to predict, uh, have some predictability, and uh, being able to unsilo um, a lot of the the data hubs that are out there. So we're seeing a lot of that right now.
0: I wonder if we can talk a little bit about some of the things that are slowing down the ability to bring uh, new products to market.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that we're seeing out there in the market is, is this whole concept of siloed data. Um, there's data hubs that each department is managing. Um, and really that is causing some challenges from, uh, from say a capacity perspective. And so uh, that's something that we've, we've seen and how can we help companies un-silo that data um, so it can be something that's used and we can get that data out to the, uh, to the right individuals and uh, in the right departments so that data can be used in real time and actually be used for something that um, can be uh, of the right purpose.
0: And I imagine in the cell and gene space
1: especially, this, this is really something that we want to get our hands
0: around early because they're in the process of inventing all of this. So having the visibility of the data, making the right decisions, and then setting it up right from the start so that it'll continue to grow
1: organically is going
0: to help with the capacity
1: challenge? So um, unsiloing, unsiloing data, um, as I mentioned, is essential uh, to the process. But you know, doing so allows the, the ability to be predictable, um, also brings that all the data in from a visualization perspective and allows that end-to-end connectivity that you can see the entire process and so that's something that we have really focused on uh, working with companies on doing because um, we see that's a, one of the biggest needs that are out there in the in industry.
0: Well, and I know Applied Materials started off in the semiconductor space, so it's, it's really interesting to come from a different manufacturing space that has had time to refine some of these things and bring it to a new emerging industry.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, you, you touched on the semiconductor, right? And we uh, have been around for you know thirty to forty years, um, <coughs> really uh, reinventing the the different strategies and, and algorithms in that space, and so you know, bringing that learning from the semiconductor space over into the pharma, bio uh, pharma, and now the cell and gene space um, is one of the differentiators yeah. for us. Right?
0: Well, and it speaks to, I mean, that is a, a space full of innovation. I mean, think how much semiconductors reinvent themselves over the years. Mm-hmm. Biopharma is in that same sort of accelerated pace, but you don't have to reinvent the wheel. I mean, you, you have a process that works in one kind of manufacturing. <laughs> Let's move it over, and of course, if we're talking about bringing in uh, data collection and, and data analytics into a well-regulated space like biopharmaceuticals, maybe yes. we should talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, and, and you know and going back to a little bit on the semiconductor, right? Um, uh, semiconductor space is a regulated industry there as you well, go, right? And so um, you know that is a industry that the farmer and biopharma can learn from mm. um, and look and see, you know how did that industry, overcome some of the the regulations in order to bring this uh, in order to bring the advanced modeling the automation into play and be able to really uh, focus on um, how to um, be more efficient uh, more predictable and be able to get to that stage of having lights out manufacturing that is shown in the semi space so so yeah it's 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 on a very a uh, similar trajectory that the semi, semi-sector went on years ago. And
0: it's a really exciting time. So yeah. why don't we talk about de-siloing, sharing a, a common pool of data, and, and moving forward with it. When you're working with, uh, with your partners in <clears throat> the space, what is some of the advice you have for them, uh, especially selling gene companies that are relatively young? You know, They were just excited to move into commercialization, but they want to get things right, right from the get-go. What,
1: what, what input are you bringing to them? Um, so why don't we talk about the uh, complexity of the product first. Um, you know, the you know cell and gene and just biomanufacturing in general um, has, the, the, the complexity is a lot. So you have different products, right, um, different manufacturers that are not making the products, all the products the same way. Um, so, I mean, that's the first thing that we try to work with our, our customers on. And sometimes, or most of the time, that usually, uh, results in, as I mentioned, the, the data siloing um, and having these different data hubs integrate. Um, the other part is the, the modeling, is bringing that advanced modeling to, uh, to fruition and then the automation layer, right, of bringing the um, machine learning and, and AI to those, those uh, facilities or to those companies really can help with some of that product complexity. Um, and then uh, another one could be uh, resource allocation, right? So, uh, you know, one of the one of the challenges for those sites is where do we use our resources and when do we use them, and what training do those folks have as well? And so, um, you know, we're able to tie into the um, uh, resource planning system or the training system for those those organizations and be able to use that data in order to help build, say, a schedule, uh, build a, a, a process from an analytics perspective, and really help to drive the decisions that need to be made in real time. So I want to expand upon scheduling, um, and I think what we're
0: really hoping for here is being able to respond in real time, building agility and flexibility into an organization that is young, that, hey, we built this facility to build the product one way, but yeah. every way's a little different. Yeah we're all still figuring it out, but as information comes in, it's not enough to collect it, we need to act on it. And some of that is going to be a, a tool that puts it together into what are we doing today? Uh, can we talk about that?
1: Yeah, yeah, so I mean, you mentioned scheduling, right? And I think scheduling is, is everywhere. It's in everything that we do, um, and it's in every decision that we make, right? So a decision um, that is made on the shop floor in a process area um, can impact your schedule, uh, decision that's made in the planning stage uh, with the planners or the schedulers can impact your ultimate schedule so um, you know having a having a schedule um, that you're able to that's able to be adaptable to any of the changing needs so if you have a, a piece of equipment that goes down for instance um, your schedule being adaptive enough to make those adjustments in real time so you don't lose any time from a, a product, um, getting a product out the door, for instance, or uh, your resources, right? Utilizing your resources is um, efficiently because sometimes when, let's say equipment goes down, your resources uh, sometimes are just sitting. So if that's happening, how do you move those people around uh, efficiently? How do you utilize those folks so you can Makeup time, right? So um, those—that's one of them. Yeah, and I think that speaks
0: beautifully to your point of you know getting all of the data into one place yeah. means when something happens in one place, everybody is aware how it impacts them and it impacts the schedule, and I guess where we're sort of evolving this conversation into is the factory itself Mm -hmm. is smarter for having this tool available to everyone and everyone can access it for whatever their own purpose may be. And I think that's probably what Applied Materials is actually doing.
1: Correct, yeah. Um, And that's our our ultimate goal, right, for businesses and our partners is um, to have access to all of the data, Mm. not just some of the data um, and all the data so they can make informed decisions um, and provide the the right data to the right people at the right time. Um, And so we're we're really um, looking for that efficient process and how to help those organizations realize that. Maybe we can go back to
0: scheduling just one more time because I think that's sort of the heart of what we're really hoping to talk about here. Um, What is Applied materials solution in the scheduling space
1: called. Yeah, so overall, our, our our overall platform is uh, called Smart Factory RX, and within um, the overall platform, there are different modules. Um, so uh, there's modules. There's a, a smart uh, process development module. There's a smart process analytics. There's a smart maintenance module, and then smart scheduling. As you asked a question, right? So. Uh, There's those four modules that we have and um, within them they all can work together but they also are modular and they can work separate. Sometimes when we're talking about a a software tool, I like to put myself in the position of
0: the person who has to use it. So I'm a a biopharmaceutical Mm -hmm. executive, I have a facility that I'm running. How has my day-to-day changed once I've got this tool uh, operating in my facilities?
1: Yeah, so uh, typically um, before the tool... Uh, organizations from a scheduling perspective are using systems such as uh, ERPs systems, they're using uh, Excel files, uh, and then simplistic um, simplistic algorithms that they're using from a scheduling perspective. So a lot of that is not bringing in data from all of the different um, data hubs that are usually utilized in a, in a business. Um, and it requires somebody to methodically have to manage those schedules as well. And so uh, when that happens, that takes time, and by the time the schedule is already updated, something else already happened and the the schedule's already changed. So it's a continuous process, right? So before um, utilizing our smart scheduling module, that's typically what is going on um, in, in the factories. And with our smart scheduling module, um, that can change right so then you can start freeing people's time that was generally taking to manage the schedule to actually um, just reacting to the schedule changes so as those schedule changes are are those changes in the schedule are being done in real time um, through all the all the different data that's coming in to the centralized location of smart factory RX um, then that is, allowing that freedom of, of the executive, right? So they're just reacting to the outputs that are coming out of Smart Factory versus always having to put inputs into it and then react off of that. Now, I do think it's worth saying,
0: you know, no one is starting from a, a blank slate of paper here. There were existing processes in place. There were existing tools that they were using. Does everything have to run through the Smart Scheduling solution?
1: Actually, uh, the short answer is no. It does not, um, so you, we, and, and the great thing about our solution as a whole, right, and not just Smart Scheduling, but as a whole, is that it it's, it does very well with third-party integration, so it allows that, and if, you know, most most uh, facilities have a ERP system, right, already, or uh, they have a SAP system or, or a scheduling uh, system that they've already been using, we can easily take that and integrate that into Smart Factory RX um, and just automize the, the solution for them a little bit more. So it's a little bit easier and they're using machine learning and AI algorithms versus the uh, manual processes that they were uh, doing earlier.
0: Now, I appreciate every facility is going to be different, every company is going to be a little different, but uh, you know, broadly speaking, what is a reasonable timeline to roll something like this out?
1: Yeah, it 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 depends on uh, the organization, right? It's it really depends on their data maturity. It depends on their uh, level of change management. Um, so it, it depends. Really, it's those two items are the biggest um, items that help determine the timeline. So you know, I could easily say you know it's going to take six months, but um, it's really issue or company dependent. Hmm.
0: I think what I'm hearing is that you're sort of flexible to what their needs are, and that sort of speaks to my next question, which is what does the working relationship with Applied Materials look like? This isn't a turnkey, they've bought a software, they install it, they run it themselves. You have an ongoing relationship with these people.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and we actually pride ourselves on, on that, right, is, is building a partnership. We want to be a partner. Uh, we're not just a solution provider, and you purchase a solution and then you're off on your own. Uh, we actually want to be a partner with you of you purchase the, the software, we want to work with you on integrating it within your your cadences, um, and you know we, we can also provide uh, some help with from a change management perspective if that's needed. Um, but yeah, really we want to be a partner, long-term partner, not just a solution provider. Mm-hmm.
0: I know we've covered a lot of ground in this conversation. If there are a couple of key takeaways you want people to
1: think about a little further, what would those be? Um, I think number one is uh, around data, Um, the siloing of data. I think that is one of the biggest challenges that we have in our industry um, is all these different hubs of data. So bringing that data together and uh, using that data efficiently to make the best possible decisions. That's one. Um, Another one is that uh, looking at our advanced modeling, using our advanced modeling techniques, you know, uh, machine learning, AI. Um, there's a lot that's out there today and being being open to utilizing that. And I know that we're in a regulate, highly regulated industry, but uh, being open to look at other industries that are also regulated and see how they incorporated those items into their into uh, their processes and to their plants and to the procedures and, and work with the regulators to get them done. Now, I know some people are going to
0: have, you know, questions or want to learn more. And I know your company does have the website AppliedSmartFactory.com slash Pharmaceuticals. Yes. Is there some other way that they should be uh, getting in touch? Yeah,
1: um, you can get in touch with me directly um, through either through LinkedIn um, or at my email address to Sean underscore Jordan at com. Um, also... Uh, You can look at the Smart Factory RX LinkedIn page as well. Um, Those are are ideal um, ways to get in contact with us. Well, I always think it's so generous when people
0: make their own contact information available. Um, I know I've enjoyed speaking with you, so everyone who's been listening to this, if you have some questions for Deshaun, uh, it's it's been great, and I encourage you to reach out. Um, Deshaun, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint podcast series. I've been Jeff Mix. Let's do it again soon.